0: star makes no difference who you are anything your heart desires will come to you if your heart is in your dream no request is too extreme when you upon a star as dreams Hey guys, and welcome back to another schluckin' or clicky review. As always, I'm Lindsay Wilkins, and this week, I'm going to be looking at the 1940s Pinocchio. As in, I tried to watch 15 minutes of the new remake directed by Robert Zemeckis, and I couldn't do it whatever Jiminy Cricket was doing was too much and I don't know why that had to explain the backstory of all the clocks but I bailed after 15 minutes. Um, There was a reason why I haven't really watched any of the Disney live-action remakes. For me it's like putting a hat on Malibu Stacy. Wait don't be fooled she's just a regular Malibu Stacy with a stupid cheap hat. She still embodies all the awful stereotypes she did before. But she's got a new hat. It adds nothing. And in this area at least, Disney, well, maybe a few more areas, Disney feels like it's solely about nostalgia and it's getting to the point where they're eating their own tail for the sixth time. Uh, and yes, I did watch Pinocchio on my Disney Plus account. What of it? okay yes there is a i know we talked about this on uh the episode that's just been released before this on fantasia about how you have to put certain things that i put certain things from disney in the same box um they're more corporate stuff that is where their live action stuff really kind of fits um in for me with that and uh, the the idea of them doesn't work because the 15 minutes I was watching a new Pinocchio, all I could be thinking of is I could be watching the original. And so that's what I kind of did. There's absolutely nothing wrong with nostalgia. A lot of the music, especially uh, films, TVs, clothes, um, I like because of the nostalgia. First thing I did when I got my Disney Plus account was I went back and watched The Gummy Bears and Darkwing Duck and Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, because those were the things I remember really loving when I was a kid that I would race home from school so I could watch those things on TV. So there's nothing really wrong with that. And Robert Zemeckis is is the guy who directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a movie whose very spine is based in nostalgia. This is a movie that is all about The Looney Tunes with Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse and I don't know what those collective Donald Duck and Goofy were called, but that's what that movie is about. And it's just as commercially minded because you had to get Disney and Warner Brothers in the same room to agree on how many lines Donald Duck and Daffy and Bugs and Mickey were going to be able to speak in in the movie. But the thing with Roger Rabbit is that that movie created something new. It it felt different, it felt fresh, even if it was pulling from Chinatown-style noirs. It weirdly being all about the freeway and how we actually relate to the celebrity of, of cartoons. I, I mean, the first time I ever went to Disneyland, I was about 17. Actually, not the first time. The only time I've ever gone to Disneyland, I was 17. Uh, and... I remember getting so starstruck when I saw Donald Duck. And it was a guy in a costume that I blushed and kissed him on the cheek. I think there's a weird photo of me somewhere at my parents' house, which will never see the light of day, of me just giggling stupidly on the arm of Donald Duck. So that is not exactly what the problem is. And when you do watch Roger Rabbit, you realize how fresh and amazing and different that movie is. And when you watch the 15 minutes, first 15 minutes of the new Pinocchio All I can think of is really the foot woody and a cuckoo clock. Okay. Uh, Or, oh, yay. the Jiminy Cricket is talking to himself as the narrator. Yay. Fourth wall break. Okay. What does this actually do for the story? This doesn't feel new. This feels bad. Jiminy Cricket looks weird. So does Pinocchio. And what have they got? Uh, uh, Serena, um, Serivo, I'm picturing her name, doing as the blue fairy and why is she rhyming so much? Something feels off. So I stopped and I turned on the, went right next door uh, to watch, on Disney Plus to watch the 1940 Pinocchio. And it's not like Walt Disney back in 1940 wasn't doing the exact same thing with different IP properties. As they're doing now uh, most of their earlier movies were based on very well-known novels and fairy tales but again like in Roger Rabbit Pinocchio still feels very original uh, this was Disney's second full-length animated feature Disney had well the world in 1937 showing that they could do it with Snow White and then with Pinocchio they showed what was possible with with the animation and then they'd go really weird, experimental with Fantasia. But this is the reason why that Pinocchio is still Disney's flagship movie. Every single Disney movie starts with looking at Sleeping uh, Beauty's Castle and hearing those first few very, very famous chords of when you wish upon a star. And it's so iconic that everyone now knows that tune, which kind of makes it very kind of sad but also very inevitable that Pinocchio would get the live action treatment at some stage. But when you watch the original, you realize how beautiful that movie looks. I mean, it's gorgeous. When you see the blue angel, she almost looks like a collage against the background, and that makes her feel otherworldly, like she's moving in a different way to how everything behind her moves. The way the animators and technicians at Disney use the layering technique with the um, animation, especially at the background, so they could guide a camera around the town, like, so when put, like... When Pinocchio heads out into the market, you can cu- the camera's literally following him, which is something you shouldn't be able to do with animation, yet they did it. The garish yet tempting look of Pleasure Island. I would I would totally be one of those kids who would go there. Pinocchio is a movie that moves through tones seamlessly, from the goofy to the sweet, to the absolutely terrifying. I'm not even getting this is even before we get into Monster? The, the whale. I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, haven't watched Pinocchio as much as I've seen say, Sleeping Beauty or Alice in Wonderland. But the Pleasure Island sequence is truly horrifying, uh, considering it's turning children into donkeys for the purpose of trafficking and slavery. Lamplight's uh, transformation is one of the great feats of animation. As the body parts start turning s- turning into like the ears, and then he gets a tail, and then he gets his very face. And a slow realisation... Of horror on Lamplight's face when he realizes what's happening, and then as it switches to shadow, uh, Lamplight sounds truly in pain as he finishes uh, trans- transforming. It reminds me so much of an American Werewolf in London, just the pain and the sl- and the growing and everything like that. Especially when you see him move completely into anamorphic donkey, it's it's amazing and yet truly terrifying. And the friggin whale monster is an amazing looking kind of monster he's especially when you're inside with you with Gepetto in the boat and he's um, and you realize that oh no Geppetto's fully accepted that this is being inside the whale is fully his home now like he's just catching fish and he's just waiting for him to eat more fish so he can literally also ca- catch some of the fish um, there's also this there's this amazing ecosystem in there as they will probably have, be eventually digested slowly. <laughs> um, it's like another twenty twenty movie, which I won't go spoil yet. But it's truly horrific. Just the imagination that they were able to put into it. I mean, the fact that fox and cat, are anamorphic creatures, just because it it, it gives a sense of fun to the movie. That I that at least the first fifteen minutes of the Pinocchio doesn't have, and I haven't seen any of the Lion King's, Aladdin's, Cinderella's, Sleeping Beauties to actually know if they are missing or have that same thing. I just, I've never had any interest in watching these because I'm literally just like, well, I could just go watch Sleeping Beauty. Why do I need to see the animated one? And knowing that it's not, and Dan Stevens is the beast, but he's, why would I look at the beast if I could not look at Dan Stevens? I could watch the guest for that. I don't know. I have a, I do have a, big mind block with those ones Uh, but it just really feels cheap corporate and solves. and as I said kind of putting a hat on Malibu Barbie I don't know how else to really explain it but Pinocchio but when you really get into it and when you're really watching the original Pinocchio you kind of realize that it's a classic AI, AI story in fact it is like Spielberg and Kubrick's AI or the Bionic Man or every other robot movie you've seen—it is what it is what it means to be human. And of course, it starts off with a wooden puppet who is then transformed by a wish, and then his uh, good deeds. Because Pinocchio is a very moralistic story. I haven't read the original text, so I don't know how closely it relates to it. But Disney had did have a habit of sanding the edges off uh, a lot of his a lot of his movies um though when you watch Pinocchio you wonder how many (laughs) um, things have been sanded off because that it is still a very brutal movie in some some ways um but it is about how to be a good human and very simple but it's still very simple terms but it is about how to be a good person um be a good boy listen to your parents go to school don't talk to strangers especially if they are a fox um or hang out with kids called lamplight and absolutely under no circumstances do you ever go into the arts anytime, under any circumstance. Not in this economy. You will be locked in a cage. It is a story about why not to lie, because Pinocchio's nose will grow, which is an adorable scene. I forgot how um, extravagant his nose got. Like it literally turned to a tree and then went through, through the seasons. There were birds. Uh, it really goes all out in that respect. The, the 1940 Pinocchio movie is a monumental movie. It is maybe one of the best animated movies of all time. Disney has copped criticism for doing this in the past. I mean, The Lion King is the perfect example. Just because you throw Beyoncé at it doesn't mean it's going to be good. I can't really say that because I've never actually seen the live-action Lion King, which is absurd because it's technically not live-action. It's CG, because you're not going to get lines to do what The Lion King needs to do. And I stayed away from that one because I have a lot of nostalgia for The Lion King. I watched that movie so many times, then with Aladdin. I just, that is part of my DNA. But watching the first 15 minutes, which again, not a full review. I haven't seen the full movie. But it just kind of, the first 15 minutes did feel cheap. And then when you go back to watch the original, there is extravagance to it there's the technique of art and I don't think either version would have been easier to make because trying to make the new Pinocchio would have been difficult and if you know anything about Robert Robert Zemeckis he is a stickler for detail but kind of like watching kind of like play watching uh Steven Spielberg's ready player one there was I always it feels like his heart wasn't in it And when you watch the 1940 Pinocchio, you can feel many beating hearts. You can feel the sweat and tears of and ingenuity of everyone from the colorist to the outliners, to the people doing the the layers of panels of animation to the actual head um, animation. You can feel every single one of those sweat and tears going into it. Yeah, that's why it is one of the greatest movies ever made. This is the reason why. When You Wish Upon a Star is such an important flagship song for the company. You know what? Watch the original. You already have Disney+. Plus. Most of you do. Most of us have sold ourselves to Disney anyway. So watch the original. A remake does not change how you feel or changes the original in any way. It's still there. It has always been there for you to go back to no matter how often movies get remade. And there are some good remakes and there's some bad remakes like all movies so you can just go you can go back to the original you never have to go well they've ruined that for me because they haven't there's always the original for you to go back on that you enjoy and I can go back and watch many other Robert Zemeckis, Zemeckis movies that I love Her friend Roger, Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, Death Becomes Her, even Allied which I kind of like actually weirdly funnily enough yeah Pinocchio is a really fascinating interesting beautiful watch It's very sweet, slightly naive at some points. And then sometimes it is so adult and it's never speaking down to anyone because this was not meant, Pinocchio was not meant, I don't think to be a specifically children's movie. It was just a movie. So it never feels the need to explain everything 60,000 times. Like it never feels the need to do any of that to its audience. And it allows itself to have texture and be interesting and to look interesting it's um yeah as i said it is the one of the greatest animated movies of all time and there's a reason for it yeah that is it um and uh if you want to follow shock and all, as usual shock and all one on twitter and instagram follow me on reading geek saying with Letterboxed, and i'll be back with another um a quickie review at some point all right thanks guys bye <laughs>